Hey loves, you're listening to Creative Beginnings, where we explore the stories behind the creatives all around us. These boss babes and gents started with a simple goal and are now inspiring all those around them. It's your host, Natalie Cram, believer of all things pretty and people who shine. Whether you're on the go or cozy at home, get ready to be inspired. Today we're with Jessica from Jessica Lee Creative Co. Um, Jessica is like the most stylish person I know. Oh, stop it. <laughs> it's so true. I remember meeting you, I don't even know, was it like February or something? It was some winter month. But it was. I remember I was wearing a coat. Yes, and it was leopard print. <laughs> and you were wearing it with like a floral dress and like red booties. Like I yeah. see, like it stuck out <laughs> that much to me. I'm glad I yeah so like I've loved following your like stylistic journey and what you've been doing with amazing clients like I know you've been working with some pretty big names doing amazing things and I just want to know how did it all start (laughs) how much time do you have (laughs) um (laughs) um it god I've always been just like kind of a creative person i I've always loved color and, you know, pretty sparkly things. And so I guess it kind of really started at a young age. But as far as fashion goes, um, I didn't really develop my own style until kind of like after college. But, you know, I I was in the generation where Hollister t-shirts and ripped hip-hugger jeans were low rise. (laughs) They were fashion. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I I, I didn't really develop my own style and become super interested in fashion and how um, fashion is almost, you know, it's an art form. Mm -hmm. You know, I never really thought of it that way. But, uh, you know, and again, and when I was growing up, we didn't really use the internet too much. And mm-hmm. so it was all magazines and, you know, all very staged and put together and just gorgeous, you know, Vogue and W and all of the standards, the Bible. <laughs> How were you able to find your own voice in like a sea of different fashion trends? Uh, well, I can actually kind of credit like my love of and appreciate not my love of but my appreciation for fashion to one of my best friends her name is Tyler um she's been a she was a model you know from very young age so she was around all of that glamour Mm -hmm. and whatnot um her whole life and when I met her I was in art school and I was taking photos and I was getting my fashion merchandising degree because why not? Right. right? <laughs> That's a good Why degree. Not? And I still didn't really know myself as a style. I didn't think of myself as a stylish person, but I knew that I wanted to do something with it. So when I met her, I was taking photos and um, she kind of really introduced me to piecing outfits together and like how an outfit should make you feel. And, you know, all of she just kind of introduced me to all of that. And through that, I kind of took what she taught me and what I, you know, learned from her and just kind of ran with it and completely developed my own style. And I played around with colors and textures and um, some looking back hindsight 2020 (laughs) should have left 
at the thrift store. <laughs> but, you know, it's like, you see my pictures, like, and I always have, like, a crazy coat on or, mm-hmm. you know, like you had mentioned earlier. And um, those types of pieces are, like, what kind of pull me apart from, you know, maybe other people, other stylists, other... How are you able to do that with clients? Because something that I really have admired and getting to know you, getting to know your social media and getting to know what, you know, Jessica Lee Creative Co. is, is you're able to look at a person and see them, I know it's going to sound cliche, but kind of for who they are and, yeah. and what accents their body and, and themselves well. Yeah. So how have you been able to look at a person and be like, okay, what you're doing is just not working yeah it's what mainstream fashion is telling you to do yeah but how about we try these pieces and you tell me what you think yeah um it's you know like we were just talking about like finding your own voice is is and and style is a journey Mm -hmm. you know and some people don't get that opportunity or they're not exposed to that so you know when I come across a client who kind of doesn't really know what they want to do with their style that leaves it a little bit more open and a little bit um, easier for me to play around with Mm -hmm. um but you want you never want to I like to push boundaries with maybe colors and patterns and stuff like that um but as far as styling somebody you really just have to lead them you know and and look at I mean, and that can go as far as, like, I'm walking around and I'm just taking things off of a rack Mm -hmm. and holding it up for them. And, like, it's a process of elimination. You know, will they wear this silhouette? Will they not? It's also knowing how to dress their body type Mm -hmm. is super... You know, because sometimes, like, you know, really tiny girls are drowning in, you know, certain things and, you know, they don't like their shoulders, they don't like their collarbones, so you also are kind of, like, acting as a therapist, and, like, through this entire journey is where you can help them find their voice, and, um, it's, it's not easy, I always get really nervous before taking any client, um, even if they're a friend, Mm -hmm. because, you know, you, it's like going in and taking a test, like, you could totally bomb, you know, I could go to this client and, like, she or he hates everything that I've picked out for them, you know, but it's usually not the case. Right, because they, they are coming to you because they know your style. They know what yeah. you've been able to do for other people, so they yeah. trust you. But I can see from, like, a creative standpoint how every time you're giving so much of yourself yeah. to a project, but I, I can, I understand. Yeah, and you get nervous, but... Again, you're testing water. So usually what I like to do is I start to play around like, okay, they, this person wears mostly neutral colors. It's kind of a, you know, kind of dull, like they need to spice it up a bit. I'm not going to stick them in some crazy, uh, you know, architectural dress with, you know, statement shoulders and, you know, something tight. I'm going to kind of go with building blocks all right let's maybe throw some color in your wardrobe you know let's put some patterns in there you know and then Mm -hmm. you kind of test the waters and you feel you know what's what kind of just when you're with them you know it's I I love making friends and I love connecting to people and I get to do that through this you know like people open up to me about their deepest insecurities you know and that takes a lot out of them and it also you know I I'm lucky that they 
trust me with those insecurities and to help them move forward or move at least move past them if not for the day Mm -hmm. you know you know like you you and I were talking earlier and I had said to you you know a a size on a tag doesn't matter you know and and those little kind of kind of nuances about having a client and like building up their courage like okay you don't like your shoulders and your collarbones but like look how gorgeous you look in this dress. Like, do you even see your, co- like you, you know, yeah. like don't, don't see that. Look at your, yourself as a whole. Like look how beautiful you look in this right now. So you kind of play therapist, you know, you're, you're testing the waters, but every client's different. Um, you have to be, you have to want to get to know people, you know, you that's a good point. You can't just, Cookie cutter. Yeah, you can't just because not one person is the same, mm-hmm. you know. So, and fashion is so diverse, especially now. Mm-hmm. You know, we have futuristic fashion, and we have you know vintage fashion, and we have avant garde, and we have all of these different things. And um, knowing how to navigate them is important. But you also have to know how to navigate your client, mm-hmm. the person that they are, so and their lives. there's a lot that goes into it yeah it's it's like a putting together a puzzle but it's important and the outcome is is amazing you know you can give somebody newfound confidence and you know or you know give them the confidence to go get the promotion or go ask for you know you know ask the guy out on the date because Mm -hmm. you know you look hot or whatever you know whatever it is um or or the girl or whatever yeah Yeah. (laughs) whatever you want to ask whatever whoever you want to ask out do it with confidence you know and wardrobe is such an important part of that so yeah it's 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 like putting together puzzles but um it's fun how have you been able to navigate being being true to your artistic ability to to how you see clothing when you're working with a major brand magazine on when 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 you are working with collaborating with others that may have you know they have the vision the mood board and then they want you as a stylist how have you been able to stay true to yourself while doing that um I think it's important to work with people who view you as a partner when you're going into big projects like that rather than they're hiring you, mm-hmm. you know. Um, they view you as a collaborator and not, you know, just another person that's on set with them. You know, it's, again, when, if I'm working with, a, you know, a magazine or some sort, I like to have, you know, a contact that's going to kind of be uh, navigating that entire photo shoot and be like, hey, listen, like, I want to work together on this, mm-hmm. you know, um, and I, I lay all my expectations out on the table with my clients, obviously, in contracts and, mm-hmm. and all that, you know, kind of um, the business side of it, but as well as like, Hey, I I want you to be a part of this. I want, you know, I want this look to come together for you, but I also want to, you know, have a solid say in that. Cause you know, when you're working with art directors and stuff like that, you can, sometimes if somebody has a vision, they have a vision and that's that. You know, and it's a matter of do you want to take those jobs or mm-hmm. do you want to take the jobs that give you that artistic freedom? And sometimes you have to dial back, you know, you mm-hmm. just have to let that happen. 
what would you say is like your signature in those cases? Like what is one thing that is like a Jessica Lee thing? Um, I love to throw at least one quirky piece, mm-hmm. um, something that's a little bit out of the box, you know, the pieces that, you know, I'll, a photographer will look over at me and be like, are you sure? <laughs> or the subject of the photo she'd be like, are you sure? You know, but then they put it on, I style it and it ends up working or sometimes it doesn't, you know, and like, to be quite honest with you, now I, I, I can't say that I'm an expert in my field yet. I have, I still have so much to learn. So sometimes things don't work right. out. Um, and just like life, you, you know, you fail you know, I've come to, I've shown up to photo shoots and the person hated all of them and I got reamed, you know, mm-hmm. by the photographer and that happens. So I learned from that and it was because I wasn't paying attention to what they wanted in their vision. I was just so focused on mine, you know, so it has to be a collaborative mm-hmm. piece. But my signature is definitely putting in a quirky piece. Like uh, recently I had a photo shoot with Set Magazine um, with Jalen Ramsey. He's a football oh. player on the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, That's incredible. Yes. Oh my goodness. Yes, I was so excited. Jalen was awesome. He was really, he was just kind of quiet, but like super sweet, very open to what I was trying <laughs> him in. Um, and lucky, luckily, you know, I had a pretty nice budget as far as, you know, what I could go and pull. And um, I... I put him in these, this little, this new, I think it was, uh, Gucci's, you know, spring, summer 18 line, but they, uh, these little short swim trunks (laughs) and they were white and they had like the red and green, you know, like signature Mm -hmm. Gucci stripe down the side. And then I put him in this all saints, um, kind of, it was a short sleeve, Button, mm-hmm. button down and it was leopard. I think I saw that photo. Yeah. It's incredible. And it was, it, it wasn't the norm. Like it just wasn't necessarily what the art director had in mind, but I brought those pieces along with other ones just in case they hated them. Mm-hmm. But she ended up loving it and it was such a good look. It was such a good look and like when I put him in it, he was a little like, oh, these shorts are a little <laughs> short. But he went with it and he ended up taking a couple pieces home with him and like, you know, the, it was just, it was really cool and I get really excited when people support the vision that Mm -hmm. you know I might have but that's that's my thing is I'm definitely going to throw something on there like if you're going to be in a very like kind of subtle neutral colors like I'm going to come in with like a two foot wide brim hat or and it's going to be weird or you know Mm -hmm. what I mean like it's just something is going to be have like an interesting pop about it and I think that's kind of my signature how have you I mean just hearing that you worked with him makes me anxious <laughs> so how are you able to like how did you get that confidence to be like no I am confident in my skills and my abilities as a de- as a designer as a stylist so I'm gonna dress you Mr. Famous Millionaire <laughs> and we're gonna go with it yeah it's like I said it. I still get nervous before every client, especially photo shoots. And, you know, again, like I said earlier, I'm no expert. I still have so much to learn. So 
all of this is still like trial and error for me. You know, I'm, I'm never fully calm, 125% mm-hmm. confident in what I'm pulling, but I'm also learning to just trust my instinct and that I have a good one. You know, as, as an artist, you're always your biggest critic. So the nerves I have to remind myself is like, I'm being, it's only because I'm being overly critical of myself. And what I'm pulling and what I'm doing, you know, and probably eight times out of ten, people like what I, I put them in, you know, and I'm still learning to give myself that credit. So I, I, I do my best to calm myself and like calm my nerves, but it's just a matter of trusting yourself, mm-hmm. you know, especially as an artist, uh, it, it's hard to, cause you're, you're your own biggest critic, but, um, just trusting that instinct that you yeah. know what you're doing, you know what you're talking about, but also be willing to learn and grow and, and take direction from people who know more than you, you know? Yeah. How have you, um, I really love, well, before I go into that, I really love how you just said, you know, you're, you're willing to learn from those that know more about you, more than you. And I think that's kind of like the key in the people that find success in their field mm-hmm is because you're able to humble yourself to realize I may not be where I want to be right now. People might see me as the expert, as like the know-it-all in style, because to me, you're style queen. Like, I'm just like, (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, can I sign up? Put me in something cool, please. (laughs) Um, But it's, it's in knowing that you have room to grow that allows you to grow. Yeah. I think it's important to check yourself every so often. Me and my best friend use that. She's like, I got to check you, Jess. I got to let you know. You know, and you have to do that to yourself. You you know, because it's hard to take criticism. It is. It hurts. Mm-hmm. You know, whenever somebody's like, we get really excited about something, they're like, ah, you know, this could be better. It's, right. you know, it's, an e- it's a kick to the ego. But, you know, again, ego can, is, is, kind of a downfall sometimes if you have too much of it so going into some space even if you I mean unless you are Anna Wintour or you're you you know it's just and you know fashion you know every in and out of the fashion industry you know but even even Anna Wintour would probably turn some stuff away that like maybe you know like ID magazine would you know take and love uh, so fashion is kind of just like this free for all, but as far as learning how to navigate a client, know exactly what your client wants and, you know, kind of being able to put your own spin on it. Like that comes from years of mm-hmm. industry work, years and years and years. So I can't walk into a place and claim that I'm the best. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm the best in my own life. You know, mm-hmm. like I, I think that I'm on my way there, mm-hmm. you know, but you just got to stay humble, kind of, you know, I, I feel like that kind of gets lost uh, nowadays is, you know, people have such great ideas and ideas of grandeur and, and, and everything is big and extravagant and, and amazing and they're the best. Everything's the best, you mm-hmm. know, and like we have to bring ourselves back down and like realize like you're not the best at this. You're, you're great at it. You're amazing. But I never want to be the smartest person in the room. 
That's yeah. all. I never want to be the smartest person in the room. I always want to be around people that are going to be able to teach me things about that's, everything. That's about beautiful. Oh, that's beautiful because it's like I've always, I've I've always heard of people that you know stunt their growth because they do want to be the smartest person. They want to have that leverage over people, but it's yeah. like you're not doing anything beneficial for yourself. Yeah. So I I know you said something about you know, like getting to know your client. Yeah. What are like, do you have a process to getting to know your clients? Like, do you look them up on Wikipedia? Do you get to know their favorite color? Like, how do you get to know a prospective client? I'm still, I'm still developing the flow chart on that. Um, but I think I just want to go in knowing not only you know, the general stuff Mm -hmm. like, Oh, you've worked with this person and this person and you were at this magazine for how many years, or you were with, you know, whatever those, those I want to know that you have three kids, two dogs and a bird, you know, Mm -hmm. like I want to know the little nuances of your life because those personal details are what, you know, um, and I think knowing the ins and outs and them on a personal level, one, it makes them more comfortable and more receptive to what you have to say mm-hmm. and what you're going to put them in. Um, and, and even if it's a, you know, a company that you're working for doing as much research as you can on the company, knowing, you know, when they started, who their founder is, what their founder likes to do. And, you know, so you can kind of go in with this bank of knowledge and one, you're going to wow people with how much, you know, um, and they're going to be impressed by that because, not a lot, not, I'm not saying not a lot of people do that. Um, but most people don't, you know, most people won't do that because they, again, their ego gets in the way and they're like, well, I'm good at my job. I can go in and just do what I need to do. And it's like, no, you want to, you know, you need mm-hmm. to find out the details, find out the details before you go into a client. And if you don't know, ask, ask. Because they're going to want you to get it right the mm-hmm. first time around, you know? Um, so I just, I'm not afraid to ask questions anymore, you know? Like, I, I want to give them the best of me. And in order to do that, I need to have all the information that, that I need and that I want to do that. So ask questions and know the details. With working with magazines... How have you been able to develop those relationships? Is that something that you have found through networking or do you cold call them? I stalk people. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That was the best (laughs) quote that has ever been on this podcast. (laughs) I stalk people. I'm not even joking. I stalk the crap out of people. I, whenever I move into a new city, I am finding out okay who is the best here who is the top person that I could work for what is my dream boss okay and then you gotta work your way down a couple steps okay like who's that person's assistant or who is you know the art director of the photo shoots that they use and blah 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 blah. so you're going down all of these steps and like I essentially get to whoever I need to um because 
even if it's for like, even if I'm showing up to an event that they're going to just so I can shake their hand and like tell them my name, you know, um, when I moved out to Los Angeles, I, I mean, I hit the ground running. I was looking up events that I needed to be at. Even if I was, even if I couldn't get inside of the door, (laughs) I would literally just like stand outside and smoke a cigarette and like talk to whoever was coming out to smoke a cigarette. That's brilliant. (laughs) I couldn't get into the big parties, but I acted like I was at the big parties and it was, fake it till you make it, I guess. I just... And you show up enough that people start to think that you're part of the big parties. Exactly. And eventually, um, I spoke with, you know, out in Los Angeles specifically because I I had my dream job out there. I was a fashion editor at uh, Seven Hollywood Magazine. So... Wow. It's a great publication. Um, if you get a chance, check it out. Their website is pretty amazing. And the um, creative director, Alex Malka is an impeccable photographer. He's brilliant. So what made you choose to come to Nashville? Um, well, um, I spent all of my money on bills and food out in Los Angeles and I became broke and I moved home (laughs) and it was very upsetting and very sad. And I knew that I would not be able to stay around much longer Mm -hmm. and I needed to get out. So why Nashville as a, as a, for fashion. Yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) I wanted to start something. Um, and if you think about the fashion industry in specifically um, United States, you have Los Angeles, New York, maybe a little Philly, Chicago, but mostly New York and Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Um, I couldn't afford to move to New York. I wanted to, um, but I didn't want to necessarily live in a shoebox for $2,000 a month and, you know, work three jobs. And I, I just, I physically wasn't capable of doing that anymore. Um, so I started doing research in different cities and, and Nashville kind of popped up as, you know, I was looking, you know, Google fashion, you know, uh-huh. What cities are good for fashion, you know? <laughs> right, just quick Google search. And I it popped up that Nashville had its own fashion week. Oh, that's true. We do. Yep. NFW. We do, we do. And I kind of just started looking into it, and I saw that they were kind of, and we still are, we're kind of on the ground floor of fashion and editorial fashion. Um, but like you said, you wanted to be part of something. I wanted to be part of something. I wanted to help build something. Mm -hmm. Um, so that was kind of it. I came to Nashville and I visited, it was only supposed to be a few days. I ended up staying like 10 days. (laughs) Um, and I cried when I left. And so I knew that I could definitely live there because I loved it so much. I loved the people, I loved the culture. I loved everything about it. And so I moved home for about a year and saved money, saved, saved, saved. And I got my ass up here as soon as I could, as soon as I could. And it's treated me so well ever since. And I love Nashville. I'm so happy that I'm here. I'm so happy that I'm here. And I'm really happy to be working with the incredible people, like the the amount of talent in this city is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. 
And I feel like there the, the Nashville has an infinite has infinite possibilities, I think, as a city, you know. Um, so I think the, the fashion is on the rise, you know. And, and we have, you know, we have blogger fashion and we have, um, you know, artistic fashion. We have, you know, but we don't, we don't have that, that editorial niche, mm-hmm. you know. So that's, that's essentially, that, that's what I'm here to do, Nashville. I'm, I'm, I'm I love it. Go. No, I love it because you saw a place that's willing to accept that and is ready for that. And it's not like you're moving to it. the middle of nowhere, Kansas. Yeah. Sorry, Kansas. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> but you, you know, that. you went you went to a market that is ready for it, but maybe didn't have the people with that expertise or to the, open it or the connections. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I think this is a very heavily is a is. I mean, it's Music City. You know, and that's what we're known for. But I I want. I want Nashville to be known as a fashion mecca too. You know, I I think it has the potential to do that. We have enough celebrities coming here. We have it. We have enough, and we have the potential. Um, and there's a market for it. It's just, it, it's happening. It's happening, and it's going to happen. It's going to boom over the next five to ten years for sure. How do you feel like it has changed in the short time you have been here? Um, you know, I don't. I don't know. I can necessarily speak to that um, if confidently, I guess. Um, I've seen personally f- friends that have developed their fashion sense a little bit mm-hmm. more. Um, I'm seeing that, you know, when I first moved here, maybe it was the places I was going to, or I don't know what it was, but I felt like I was always overdressed. Mm-hmm. And I never really felt that way ever. Well, you, know I mean? yeah. you can never be overdressed and overeducated. Amen. <laughs> you know? But it's, I did. I felt like I was overdressed most places that I went. And now I'm seeing more of a shift. Like, mm. I'm not getting stared at for wearing high heels in the middle of the day. You know? Yeah. Like I, and, and, and stuff like that. It's so, so maybe it's people are more accepting of people overdressing, you know? I love it. I love it too, girl. I I, and I'm all about casual and comfortable because mm-hmm. that's how I am most days. But, like, when I go out, which is a rarity, <laughs> <laughs> I want to I want to be dressed to the nines. I want to wear my nice heels. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, I wanna and wear your statement pieces. Exactly. And I want to wear, you know, a crazy lip color or you know anything of the sort so I, I think it's becoming more and more the norm which I'm seeing which is good mm-hmm. which is obviously step in the right direction because you know I could walk out in like a feather onesie in Los Angeles and nobody would bat an eye at me so <laughs> <laughs> we're not there yet we're not there yet Nashville we're but on our way someday I mean Kesha was just here so maybe there I was no a feathered onesie somewhere out there. Oh my god! It, girl in the thigh high highlighter yellow chunk boots. You are everything to me. You know who you are. Hopefully, you're <laughs> listening to this. If you're not, you should be. <laughs> um, 
but I saw so many amazing outfits at the Kesha concert last night, and it just kind of reinforced that fact that, like, the weirdness is there. People are willing to get funky with their style here, Mm -hmm. but I think it's not as accepted, you know, out in the norm. Exactly. In the everyday life. Like, I want to see those thigh-high, patent leather, yellow boots on, like, a Friday night as, at, at Bar Taco. At Bar Taco. You know? It's, <laughs> it's just, like, I, I want to see that. I want to see that here. And so Nashville definitely, I mean, the fact that that girl even had those boots where it's, it was, like, reinforced. It, it gave me hope in Nashville that there's some weirdness here. And I just, I want people to not be afraid of that. You know, I want to see more. Sh- I, because the shops, I was telling you, you know, earlier today, it was, we were talking as the shops here, like, I want to see more eccentric pieces in these shops and, like, I'm not seeing it, mm-hmm. you know? And I know it's summer and summer is a little bit different. Like, fall, you can get into those more statement-type pieces and whatnot, but I, I want to see it. And there has to be a demand for it. Mm-hmm. So step it up, Nashville. Get your weird on. Let's go. <laughs> if I'm wanting to become a stylist in Nashville, or if and I know we've touched on so many like good points, great points on what to do, but if you could give me, give me, give someone that is trying to, hey, I just got here, or hey, I'm from here, but I want to be a stylist, whether it be classy, contemporary, eccentric. Mm-hmm. What are your like top three things top to do? Let me see, let me see. I think one is, and this is what I'm, I'm currently trying to do, is find a mentor. Find somebody that, you know, obviously not somebody that you're going to, like, talk to 24-7, but, like, if you have any type of questions, they're more experienced than you, they're more learned than you, you can go and ask them. So you want to have a resource, definitely. You want to find a resource here because there's not a lot of it, you mm-hmm. know? So young stylist, hopefully, <laughs> give, me, give me two years. Give me two years, I got you. I'll mentor I'll mentor all y'all. All the babies. <laughs> all the baby stylists. <laughs> um, so you definitely just want to have a resource and a bank of knowledge. You want to expose yourself to as many fashion, not trends, as many just always pick up magazines and look through them and see what's trending. Start following stylists, not photographers, not bloggers, stylists, because a lot of stylists, a lot of big name stylists don't have a lot of followers on Mm -hmm. Instagram because they're, that's not their, that's not their focus. Well, exactly. But they're also making those connect. You have to make those connections outside of, you know what I mean? Especially the internet. (laughs) Exactly. Especially in a place like New York, like they're not, they're not going to care if you slide into their DMs and tell you, tell you that. You're, they're a stylist for, you know, they, mm-hmm. they've been a stylist for two years. It's it's like you're going to show up to the party that they're going to and you're going to talk to them for an hour and they're going to trust you and they're going to tell you to come, you know, style a photo shoot or whatever mm-hmm. it is. So, you know, 
I think that that's super important is to is essentially vision board your life, you know, follow the type of stylists that you aspire to be people that you, you know, you want to kind of adapt how they style and, and whatnot and fill your life with that magazines, pictures, Pinterest, Instagram, just, and always, always try, like always try and collaborate with people. Collaboration is so, and Nashville is the place to do it. My God, people love collaborating here. It's unbelievable. I, I, like, I seriously feel like I have an endless amount of possibilities. Like if I were to go to any photographer in town and be like, hey, I have a really awesome concept for a styled editorial. Like, would you want to shoot, you know, with me? They're always down. They're mm-hmm. always down, I mean, you know, some more than others, obviously, but, you know, so top three things is, you know, find a mentor or have a resource of knowledge that you can go to and ask, you know, um, and they don't necessarily even have to be in Nashville, mm-hmm. you know, who, whoever that is, find them, um, and ask, ask, you know, ask them questions, ask them whatever you need to know, um, Two is surround your, essentially make your life a, a, a walking vision board for what style, what kind of stylist you want to be, who you want to be working with, what's your ideal client, that just vision board your life up. <laughs> you should constantly be seeing imagery that's going to push you to do better, that's going to inspire you. And three is collaborate, collaborate. You cannot do this on your own. You cannot do it on your own. You're going to need to find an awesome team of people that are wanting to work with you consistently. And that way you're consistently getting content. You are busy. You're busy, you're working. It doesn't matter who you're working with. If people see that you're you're consistently working with people and getting photos taken and, and just, they're going to want to hire you. Plain and simple. Um, and yeah, just collaborate. Always, always. You're going to have to work for free for a little bit, but... <laughs> just a heads up. <laughs> just, you know, d- don't get discouraged. Somebody's going to want to pay you eventually, you know, and if you get to a level that you know that you're worth paying, then that's when you know that you're kind of on your way and that you're becoming a stylist. And that's where I am, essentially. I, I know my, I, I now know my value, even though I still have a lot to learn. I know that where my skill set is at right now is worth paying for. How did you get to that point? <laughs> Blood, sweat, and tears. Um, just years, years of learning and, you know, essentially doing all of those three things mm-hmm. that I just that I just mentioned it's you know I had a mentor and he still kind of is out in Los Angeles um I ask him questions whenever I want um and he's a great resource for me and when he can't answer a question he refers me to somebody that can uh, answer it for me um I I'm still still collaborating collaborating I I'm wanting to work with 
Nashville photographers and other photographers if you know if you're hearing this and you're in New York <laughs> let me know um but you know I, I just I want to work with amazing photographers and I want to create and that's and I love it too you know so if I have to do some stuff for free then I still love what I'm doing so but yeah that's that's essentially how I transitioned is years of doing that and then finally you know consistently getting positive feedback from people that I was working with and working for you know I I knew that I was kind of ready to spread my wings and start charging people not everybody wants to pay not a lot of people don't want to pay you know um, a lot of people try and get stuff for free from you, which is just nature, you know, if you don't have to pay for something, you don't want to, but just, you know, know your worth, and also know when to bend, you know, if you want to work with somebody, and they don't have the budget for you, bend, because it's going to be worth it, you know, if it's something that you want to do, it's just always be willing to be flexible, so... The key to success, as Jess mentioned, is collaboration. We are nothing if we do not bring together our talents and work towards the bigger picture. Thank you for joining me this week as we talk to Jessica of Jessica Lee Creative Co. Next week, we will be meeting with the creators of Hello Well Co. These women strive for living a healthy life in all aspects, and they're bringing their love to Nashville, Tennessee, and Charlotte, North Carolina. You will fall in love with these women and the amazing things that they are doing for our communities. As always, you can find me on Instagram at Layton Avenue. See you next week, loves.